Welcome back to today's episode of Deeper Life. Listen and be blessed. Good evening. Uh, such a blessing to be in uh, a part of uh, Transforming Nations is Deeper Life again. Uh, as I was preparing for this, uh, God put a certain verse into my mind. It says. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians 5:24 he who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it this is the verse that god has given us for this evening's meditation um as i was just thinking about this i was thinking about all of us who uh, have come into this particular uh, zoom meeting we all know that god has called us for a purpose god has uh, enabled us to uh, work in his kingdom to be able to stand up for him and to uh, be in his service that is even in our day to day lives uh, god teaches us so many things so that even as we learn from his word and as we meditate upon uh, his word and the revelation that we receive and as we pray and spend time in his presence god talks to us in many ways about the calling that he has given to each one of us uh, but it, Firstly, I would like to say that the calling upon our lives is very unique. Uh, unique in the sense that uh, it it is especially for us. He has called us to accomplish something for His kingdom. And uh, when He calls us, He is also faithful to help us complete that which He has entrusted to us. Uh, and I was thinking, uh, who are we that God should entrust such a big responsibility in our hands? to carry his word to carry his message and to tell the world that uh, Jesus came to die for them on the cross that only through his blood that they have redemption and uh, they can live with him in eternity only if they are saved this is a message of the cross all of us know it but that responsibility has been given to us and if we have to take that responsibility to the world that is something that we have to um, Uh, do before and prepare ourselves and sanctify ourselves and be a holy people to Him, so that we carry the the message the way God wants us to carry it to them. Um, when I was just thinking about how uh, God has been faithful, uh, David was one person that really touched my heart. And in Two uh, Samuel seven and eighteen, he says, "Who am I, O Lord, and what is my house that you have brought me thus far?" David, you all know, is a person who uh, who fell into sin and then came back in repentance, and God called him a man after His own heart. But from then on, if you see, uh, David has been a person who always honored God, praised God, thanked God for everything, and inquired of God whenever he had to do something. So it was the first place to God in all his life, and that is why God remembered David and. Uh, established his throne and uh, he came in the lineage of david and so uh, just like david says i think most of us would say when god calls us what is it that was very special to him what is it that god thought um, that what is it that god saw in us that he uh, chose us as his own children there are millions in this world millions who are hurting millions who are uh, Uh, are far away from God. Millions who, who do not want God, 
At a time like this, we, we see that there are many people who do not want God. Uh, they even refuse to uh, uh, accept him as his own. They feel more comfortable in the place that they are in, in the kind of situation that they are in. They don't want to uh, come into the saving knowledge of Jesus. But at that time, uh, at a time like this, God has uh, uh, given a special uh, gift to us to, to receive him as our Lord and Savior and to, and to reflect him to the world and to take his gospel to the world. Um, sometimes we feel so in inadequate. Sometimes we feel we don't measure up to it. We, sometimes we feel that it's, we are not worthy to carry this message because it's a great uh, commission that God has given to us. And yet when we look at God, at God who, who is so loving, who is so gracious, so compassionate and merciful, and even when, when we don't understand how to go about the whole thing, how to uh, involve ourselves in this kind of a mission. Uh, we, we, we are so grateful to him when we just look at him because he's a, he's a God who cares for us, who lives within us, who teaches us how to grow in him so that even our testimony becomes um, uh, evident in, in, in to the people around us and to the people that we communicate with. Uh, when many people come back and tell us that uh, they were able to receive God from the way we spoke to them about him, it, it is so amazing that God can use people like us to carry his message, to carry his burden to, to the people who are lost in this world. So um, when God calls us, um, uh, we have to trust him with our lives uh, to believe that even, uh, even we can do something for his kingdom. The age does not matter. Our position does not matter. Our eloquency does not matter. Uh, even our uh, status or whatever state we are in, our education, nothing matters. It's just our heart that God wants when he calls us. It's, it's our thirst to somehow uh, reveal to the world who he is. And because time is so short and his coming is so soon, uh, there is an urgency about the call of God upon our lives. Uh, every day we need to really work upon what God uh, has entrusted to us. Uh, there is no time to waste at this stage. Um, because the word of God in Jeremiah 1.5, like all of us know, um, God has called us even before we were formed in our mother's womb. To know that God remembered us, to know that God's eyes first fell upon us when we came into this world is so precious. I always deem it so precious because before the world knew who I was, Jesus knew who, who I was. He knew exactly why I came to this world. He knew exactly what, what purpose he gave me to fulfill in this world. Not to live my own life, not to, to, uh, to uh, become uh, more and more, uh, uh, to enjoy world, world's pleasure, uh, pleasures more and more, but to live for him, to do something that God has called me to do. That itself is a great honor that I always feel God has given to me, especially uh, when we read Ephesians 1.4, he says, he chose us before the foundation of the world. Imagine God thinking of us even before the foundation of the world. That is how unique we are in God's sight. That is how precious we are in God's sight. That is why he has called us. So I think when we live our lives, it is more about what we can do for him than what we can achieve for ourselves that matters in this world. 
and he says um, that we should be a holy and blameless people before him. That is why he has called us. This holiness and this blamelessness is his nature. He is a holy God. He is blameless. He is sinless. That is why we need to put on that nature. And when we put on that nature, and when we are called to serve, this nature within us will impact the lives of people. They will see that holiness within us. They will see that blameless life within us. They will see that life that, that is entwined within God's spirit and his will within us. And that is what reflects in such a great measure upon the lives of people that we impact, that we communicate with. And therefore, in Deuteronomy 14.2 also, God says that we are his treasured possession. I was thinking about Abraham at this point of time, about the calling upon his life. Imagine he was in a place uh, where he did not know God, but God visited him. God called him. And God said, uh, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I will show you. I was just thinking about the three phrases that God said. Go from your country. This was the place that was he was familiar about. This was the place that that uh, he owned. This was the place where he knew he could uh, do whatever he wanted in in fullness. And also the to the go from your people, a people who always supported him, who were there for him, who he, whom he could rely upon, whom he could trust, and go from your uh, father's ho household to the land I will show you. The father's household is the uh, the, the emotional bonding that he had there, the, the strength of life that he had there, that he knew he could move on into anything greater because of the strength that they received from that. And because of the heresy, uh, because of the legacy that he had, because of the hierarchy, the gen genealogy that he possessed. But, but God very special, specially called Abraham to come out of all those things. I was thinking about ourselves, all those who are called by God, all those who are his people, all those who want to follow him, all those he wants to commission to go out of the world and preach his word, all those people are asked to come out of their comfort zone. From people that they are very, com from, this, from the situations that they are very comfortable with, where they are, uh, they know that they are secure and where they know that nothing can shake them. They come out from the place where God has put them in a family, in an environment where uh, where everything is uh, strong, where, where everything is for them, where everything belongs to them. From all of these comfort zones, God God draws us out of uh, God draws us out just like He drew Abraham out of that place. So every time God calls us, He always calls us out of our comfort zones. Maybe. I, for one, is a person who would not like to stand in front, but that is that is the, that is what God first drew me out when He called me to serve Him. First, I had to leave out of that comfort zone. I had to come and stand and testify and to proclaim and to declare that God is King, uh, not to be bothered about who I am and my identity, but to be bothered about who I am speaking about, about the Redeemer that I love, about the Savior that came to redeem me, about the one who who loved me and cared for me and protected me and provided for me and led me thus far. This is what should, uh, he wanted me to have as priority in my life. And so that's how God called Abraham. God called Abraham out of his comfort zone into a place that God would take him to bless him, to honor him, to give him all the best in life. 
But then we had to trust God. So whenever there is a calling upon our life, the first thing we need to do is to trust him. Believe that he would definitely make a way for us. Believe that he knows what he's doing with us. Believe that he would stand with us no matter what. Believe that he would take us through this and be faithful to the very end. And that's how God led Abraham. And then God gave him a promise. He came out when he was 75 years at a time when he was almost past many of the things that he could easily do. And yet, God called him at that time. So if you are not in a place where you are, uh, you are having that strength to do things vibrantly um, and uh, intentionally for God, it does not matter. Age does not matter. Your education does not matter. Your uh, versatility does not matter. Your eloquency doesn't matter. God just calls you from where you are. Whenever he calls you, it is for a particular, for the reason that has, God has called you. To put you in a place where you alone can serve him the best. Where you alone can bring his name, uh, bring glory to his name and exalt his name and make his name known to people that he has called you to serve. And so through Abraham, we understand that God is a God who takes us out of our comfort zone. And when we trust him, he takes us to do things beyond all human understanding. Yes, he makes us, gives us a way to do them. He teaches us how to do it. He takes us through a preparation period. He allows us to learn many things that he wants to uh, use us for. And all that we have to do is allow him to uh, use us when he calls us. Whenever we allow ourselves, whenever we let go of all our uh, inhibitions, all our uh, mindsets, God is free, able to freely take us and use us mightily for his kingdom. That is what I have learned over the years. And uh, beautifully, God says it is because uh, uh, he wanted to make a nation for himself. That's why he called Abraham to have a nation for himself. He created that nation, a race for himself. The Jews were there, but ultimately it was the same Jews who crucified him. And because of that, we who were once alienated from this, we who were once uh, um, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, who were strangers to the covenant of promise, or who had no hope and were without God in this world, now in Christ Jesus we are brought nearer to God. That is why, because of the cross, now we have become joint heirs with Him. Now, because of the cross, we have become His sons and daughters. Um, the, the one who has called us is faithful. He wants us to take the whole world. He wants to take the whole world and bring all of us to live with him in eternity. But when there is a calling, there are very few who will take it up. Many, many are called, but few are only chosen. Because we don't trust him. Because we don't allow him to work in our lives. Because we don't give him the freedom to do what he wants to do in our lives. And that's why in 1 Corinthians 9, it says, talks about the race that we have to run. When we run the race, uh, the world, the the verse in 24 and after 27 talks about how we need to run our race. Do not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. So he says, 
that there is a discipline that we need to follow when God calls us. There is something that we need to allow God to do in us, a deep work in us. And that is why in these last days, he says in Joel 28, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. The Holy Spirit has sent us a comforter to live within us, to teach us, to admonish us, to guide us, to counsel us, and to let us walk in that path that he has already pre-planned for us. And like when there is a run, when there is a race that is run, there are many tracks, but the God has given each one of us a track to run. And if we run the race in our track, and if we run according to the discipline and the rules of the game, then we win. But if we run in somebody else's track or run according to our own whims and fancies, we do not achieve the goal that God has set before us. We do not get the prize that God has uh, already pre-planned for us. And so when we run a race, God always wants us, when he calls us, to run it according to his will. We did not do what other people do. We did not do put ourselves in other people's shoes. Only what God has called us to do, if we can accomplish, we would have done the best for him. Tirelessly, intentionally, to, to work towards that which God has so beautifully put into our lives, put into our hands, a responsibility that, that no one else can do except us. If we shirk that responsibility, if we turn it, turn away, if we walk away from that responsibility, God can always put somebody else in that place. God can always choose somebody else and make them do the same thing that God wanted us to do. But we have lost our chance. We have lost the place that God has already purposed for us. And so, as we, as we move on in this life, we need to have the Spirit of God work in our hearts. We need to have God, uh, the Spirit of God live within us and walk in that humility, walk in that holiness, walk in that, uh, uh, in that uh, fervor that God has called us. Not, not lazily, not just uh, um, whiling away our time, not just thinking that, that it can come at a, at a slower pace. It's, it's about what God wants us to do. So when God calls us, there is a purpose because he's going to be faithful to the very end. And therefore, we are accountable to him for all that God has entrusted in our lives. And uh, in 1 Peter, uh, we read in, one, in 2 Peter 1.10, it says, Therefore, brother, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fail. He says, through his divine power, he has granted to us his precious and great promises, so that through them, you may become partakers of his divine nature to escape from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful nature. We are, we are born of the world. So all that is within us is of the world. And so this sinful desire will corrupt us, will ensnare us, will keep us away. And the devil will always be around us to see that we don't complete that which God has given to us, entrusted into our hands. And so if we are, if we are to follow the calling that God has put into our lives, if we are to follow the path that God has laid for us, if we need to be uh, in the purpose and will of God, then we need to be partakers of this divine nature. His divine nature. We need to be more like him. And therefore, we have to make an effort to supplement the faith that we have with the goodness, the knowledge, the self-control, the godliness, and the love that is, that is the divine nature of God. And through it, with all these things, only with all these things can we go forth and declare his word and go forth and continue to uh, do the will that God, the purpose that God has put 
for our lives. This will give us a rich welcome. Verse 11 says, this will give us a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our God and Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. So whenever we walk in his ways, whenever we are called to do something, God expects something of us. And that is possible only through the Holy Spirit. Our daily walk with God, our uh, intentional meditation upon his word. Um, even when I was reading about uh, uh, John the Baptist in John uh, chapter 1, John chapter 1 verse 12 says, he, uh, he, the, word, the word of God says, for this purpose, I, let me read that to you. John chapter 1, uh, 1 verse 31. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose, I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. His one purpose was to reveal Jesus to the people of Israel. And he says that for this purpose, I came baptizing with water. Because John bore witness uh, of uh, Jesus and says, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me, not the father, to baptize with water, said to me, he on whom you see the spirit descending and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And so he was, for this purpose, he was baptizing people with water because God had said that when, uh, that when, that, uh, when he baptizes with water, that he would see the Son of Man and uh, on him the Spirit of God would descend and remain. So this Jesus will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If Jesus had to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, to do his ministry for three and a half years, how much more we? Because we need the Spirit of God to indwell within us. We need the Spirit of God to teach us every day where we need to go, how we need to do it, where we need to present, how we need to present him. And so every day we need his presence. And Joel 2.28 says, I will, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. My sons and my daughters will prophesy. They will read dream, dream dreams. They will see visions. This is how God leads us in these last days. He teaches us, he shows us explicitly what we need to do. If we are willing to listen to his voice, if you're willing to sit in his presence, if you're willing to uh, uh, discern his voice, if you're willing to understand his ways, if you're willing to meditate upon his word, he's willing to reveal things to you, the deep secrets, the deep treasures that have to be dug from this word of God is being revealed over and over to us. The verses that we have we have read over the years, right from the time we were very, very little, are now becoming so precious because the revelation is so strong. Uh, we are able to understand what God exactly wants us to understand from his word. And even as we continue to progress in our lives, even as we continue to journey in this life together with Jesus, the Holy Spirit is there, willing to take hold of our hands, and if we are willing to submit, if we are willing to listen, if we are willing to discern his voice, if we are willing to allow him to take control of our lives, he is right there beside us to teach us exactly what we want, what he wants us to know. And this is going to be taken out to the world. It is a time when the world is in deep darkness. The world is under the sway of the devil. Even in India, you will see so many things happening which have never happened in the last a uh, few years, 
But when we see all those things, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to be worried because God is still on the throne. He's still on the throne. He reigns supreme. But then we need to be very diligent, watchful, careful as to what God wants us to do at this hour. The need of the hour, God impresses upon our hearts. He speaks to us into our lives. And we need to follow that carefully to be able to wrestle against the power of darkness that is over all the earth. And so God has called us as warriors. God has called us as people of uh, people who, who are anointed to pray and to be on our knees and to wage the war in the heavenlies because the battle belongs to the Lord. It is he who takes the victory. It is his victory belongs to him and the, the battle belongs to him. We are only here to, to wage that, to wrestle against the, the, the principalities and powers. So we are only here to wage that war. And so God has called each one of us because we are bought with a price, because we are redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. And one day when he comes, you will be able to stand before him accountable for everything that has put within our hearts. I pray that uh, even as we uh, commit ourselves today, I pray that we will be able to listen intently to his voice. We will be able to uh, uh, make our calling and our election sure. We will exactly know what God requires of us in these end days to do for him, to accomplish for him, to, to make his plans and purposes, to build his kingdom completely permanent and strong. And so even as we now pray, I pray that each of us will commit and ask God to teach us to speak to us, to help us to understand and to draw closer to him so that he will be able to guide us continually every step of the way. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you this evening because, Lord, what you have been able to teach us, Lord, and what we have learned from you. Father, every word that you say, Father, is very, very uh, strong in our lives. Lord, every word that you give us, Father, is very important in our lives. I pray that we would not take it casually. I pray that we would not take it superficially. But Lord, we would go into your word, take these words and Lord, uh, learn them, meditate them, think upon them, so that we would be able to understand exactly what it is that you have called us to do in this world. What it is you have, Lord, brought us into this earth for. What it is that, what it is, is it that you want us to, Lord, accomplish for you in this world? Father, I pray that even before our time is over in this earth, I pray that we would have done exactly what you wanted us to do, oh Father. It's all that you require of us. Father, whatever you have, Lord, expected of us, purposed for us, Lord, whatever you have allowed us to journey through so that we will be prepared for this, this calling upon our lives, I pray that we would take it seriously that we would move forward, Lord, with your strength, with your guidance, Holy Spirit, that you would teach us every day, that you would speak to us, that you would control our lives, the Lord, that you would uh, instruct us, O God, they would, that every word from you would be clear and distinct, O God, that there would be no oscillation, there would be no uh, degree of, Lord, uh, fear in our hearts, O God, doubt in our hearts of God, that we would, Lord, be able to clearly understand the purpose for which you have brought us into this world. Because your coming is so soon, oh God. Because you are right at the door. 
Father, we know that you are there, but there are millions who are hurting. There are millions who still don't know your name. There are millions who are walking away from you, Father. But so you have given us that light. You have given us that, that fire, that fire that burns within us. Lord, you have given us the strength to, Lord, carry this fire into the world, into the places that you have put us, into the families that you have, Lord, placed us, into the places of work that you have, Lord, placed us in. Father, I pray that we would carry this fire, carry the burden of the Lord, carry the, the responsibility that you have given us. Lord, with so much of, Lord, uh, diligence, diligently, oh God, with so much of, Lord, uh, uh, courage, with so much of, Lord, purpose, Father, that, Father, whatever you have, Lord, enabled us to do will be done in perfection according to your will, that millions will be saved, millions will come to your throne of grace, millions will accept you, Lord, not only in India, but all across the world, that people will love you, serve you, honor you, and one day we'll be able to, Lord, come with you and live with you for eternity. Father, I praise that, pray, pray, Lord, that that fire, Lord, will be kindled afresh in our lives, oh God, that we will not take, take it lightly, that, Lord, we would be burdened for your kingdom, of God. Every day would be one step closer to your coming, oh God. Help us to carry that burden. Help us to take that fire, Lord, through the millions who, Lord, be able to, Lord, see you, will be ignited, Lord, will be ignited with your love, with your grace, with your redemption, Lord, with all the grace that you have come into this world. Father, I pray that you would free them from their darkness, from their slavery, from their bondage, and bring them into this light of who is because you are the light of life. I pray that you would help us to, Lord, fulfill what you have promised for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.